Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. The legends are true. But overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Donald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. It kind of seemed like the perfect deal for stopping the Giants with then in-baked adjustments for how uh, New York and Danny Dimes had, had come to play in Seattle? Um, yeah, except that by adjustments, they, they, well, on the, so do you want to start with like the run? Sure. The run? So the, the bare odd spacing tight, whatever is the meta, right? Defensive meta. So the way that, and it, the, the premise is that it clogs up classic zone running, right? Because um, all those interior bubbles are erased by bubbles. We mean interior gaps that are not covered by defensive linemen. So, and that's the the literal soft spot on the front. So you run to there. So outside zone, inside zone usually doesn't get much traction against those those fronts, right? So naturally, the the changeup is then to whatever side you put the tight end. You've formed a C gap, and then outside of him a D gap, right? Then you run pullers to that side, so gap scheme runs. Or maybe the occasional pin-pull thing, which is an offshoot of outside zone principles. But same same idea. And the reason why is because, well, that's there's a bubble there, but then it, it out-leverages the linebackers, the second-level fitters, and you can get a, fr- a free guy to the second level, and it's hard for the defensive line to scrape over on that offensive tackle to make a play in the C gap, et cetera. So naturally, they ran a bunch of that because Mike Kafka and Brian Dable are, are smart, um, are smart schemers. And in the past, like we said, and we said this in the reaction pod, when you're in bear, which they are right now, the C gap is a weakness. So Ken Norton Jr. would often, um, he would slant into that C gap, or he would send a rusher into that C gap, like a blitzer, basically for like a run blitz. 
Um, or he would put the the three technique into kind of a four eye or a wide three to better let them kind of play and gain a gap and, and get into the play side, play side C gap. Now that did happen this game, but yeah. what was really cool about this game plan or really lack thereof is that they had almost no changeup call to their bear fronts when they were facing this. They defeated it by just beating the crap out of them all day long and by playing really sound. Um, like the, the the defense alignment never lost a block. And the second level, they were scraping over. Even if Kobe Bryant gets involved, you know, being when he's, like you said uh, during the preview, um, when he's now the lever, the, the primary second level fitter, like the lever fitter, he has to get front side leverage on a 330 pounder. He gets in there, mixes it up. Jordan Brooks scrapes over a tackle. Ryan Neal's pulled through as the backside lever. He's getting front side on the tackle, making a play. It's like, they're swarming like piranhas right now. And it was just snap after snap after snap. I think they threw seven or eight counter runs at them. Yep. And to the C gap. And they got nothing out of it. Just amazing stuff. And they fit the run out of nickel, nickel bear. So you know, you know what I found super cool was they were still able, like even with the pullers, even in the bear front. So with the C gap issue you're talking about. They were able to run their middle field open stuff to cover eight or cover six and yeah. still fit the run by using a cornerback force, like the cover two cornerback being the force defender and then tucking the outside linebacker into the C gap. But like all of these like little adjustments to the front, they were like locked in on and and players were like capable of doing. I'm trying to find a, a good example here to to show you guys but but it's just it's just so encouraging that they're like coverage versatile out of this front um obviously you know ideally you want to be middle field close to stop the run still because you have the extra hat in the box but then they were able to get a corner up up there and, and contributing in that when they wanted to play too high stuff it's huge and and it works like they kind of bottled up barkley uh, he he was like a really good runner. Like he was trying to he, he was eking out yards. Yeah, he was being yeah. difficult. Uh, he was he wasn't just one cutting and going. Like he was dancing a bit. If it was like a clouded picture and creating stuff, they still they still held him. Yeah, basically nothing. They 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 took him out of the game basically. Yeah, I mean Ryan Neal was such an impressive box player this game. Like he, he is, he, he's a, uh, he's a corner convert. Like he's not, I mean, he's been a safety for a long time now, but I mean, he came into the league as a cornerback and that probably is why he's such a good, like press player against tight ends of the line of scrimmage. Right. But, um, not so great off, but whatever, not to get sidetracked, but like the fact that he's mixing it up in there, he looks like he's an undersized linebacker at times. I mean, that as a credit to him with the way he moves in the box. He's he's moving in the box like we could only have hoped Marquise Blair could have at one point in time. Yeah. Um, and, and and like Bryant, right? Like Kobe Bryant, for instance, when they, when they came out with like a trips bunch formation to try then run at him with like a kind of pin pull on the edge yeah. and power, he managed to, if I just get this up, he managed to turn back the tight end and and make the play yeah. like when when he's not meant to make that play like the offensive coordinator on on the sidelines like yeah, okay this is a great play we'll get him here and uh kobe bryant here 
got outside the pulling tight end and he ends up making the tackle for loss with yeah. Barkley on the toss play. Like everyone is playing really sound uh football within the system. Um yeah. and that yeah. should continue. Yeah. And um you you know we uh the, the the Legion of Boom days when a lot of those guys would talk about like when they get interviewed before a game like a primetime game or something, right? They'd say stuff like how everybody wants to get a hit because when someone gets a hit, everyone else wants to get a piece of the action. And they all like we're all trying to not necessarily one up each other, but they all want the, the the same cred, right? Like in the locker room and stuff. And they would talk about that fairly um, transparently, like it's part of their culture. Yeah, just not to not to project too much of our own fanboyism onto what we're seeing on the screen but everyone's playing like they want to like they're trying to stake their flag to like hey i'm here too so like there's just this there's this uh energy to to how they're playing that's like like they're all you know they're all trying to make a name for themselves so it's it's uh it's pretty neat um it's super neat that and like you hear like you know Shelby Harris spoke uh, this week about how the Saints game, they sort of uh, talked some things through. Ryan Neal mentioned how I think it was after the Saints game they brought back team meetings. DK Metcalf referenced the Saints game as a big moment for them. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. I mean, I think they've just locked it in as a group. And Carol, like this week, he credited the, the players for sort of finding their, you know, that is up to them really and they're getting it done. Like that's the big thing. And yeah. and like here, this is the play like where it's cover two on this side, right? Yeah. Uh, and it's this was an interesting one because it was cover two to the boundary and a tight end. Mike Jackson's the play side cornerback, uh, and they ran like a pin pull kind of thing towards him with Barkley from the gun, and he I think tried to they motioned from a slot formation. Uh, in or shifted, sorry, from a slot formation into like this two by two set. And he tried to, I think, tell Boye Mafe to, you don't need to play in the C gap anymore. You can bump out and be the edge setter in the bare front again. But because it's so loud, I don't think he heard him. So rather than like, you know, leaving him out to dry, he just was like, well, fine, I'll, I'll play cloud force, even though I've got a wide receiver on me. And he, he showed up and they bottled this run up as well uh, to the top. To the, to the other side of formation, they played their cover four look. So, um, and but just really cool how they're getting, they're just getting it done, and I'm, I'm so excited. Yeah, yeah. The the fundamentals are better. Everyone knows what they're doing. It's uh, yeah, um, it's it's good stuff. So that oh yeah, also the um, the the quarterback run game. Right. Whoever the backside player was, I mean, they just snuffed it out right away and they got into the alley. I think they had Cody Barton had a couple of plays out there. Ryan Neal had a couple of plays. Um, 
it's like wow like they're all just firing off their key like there's no doubt in what they're doing you know like no one's playing with any like is this right i think this is right yes we saw, like we saw some of that like they're all playing with full conviction and yeah the big thing is like they like there's sometimes that they'll they'll probably do something which isn't technically right like um there was there was one play for instance where Brian and Irvin stayed uh for the quarterback and they kind of missed uh really I feel like Brian should have gone across because his two disappeared on a pull. He should have been like the backside lever on the run away and, and showed up a bit quicker uh to the to the handoff basically to the other side. But the big thing is they're like you said, they're confident and, and they're if they're going to take a shot or they're going to make a play, they do it. There's no hesitancy. They just do it. Yeah. Yeah. And that makes such a difference in defense. Uh, it makes such a difference. So really exciting run defense. And I guess that theme of being correct continued to the pass game, right? Yeah. Um, they, uh, like you said earlier, the, the Giants, like they have – they have, you know, quite the quite the menu of of under center play action concepts off of their off of their under center runs, right? Mm-hmm. And um, I mean, even even their gun runs, like they're very comprehensive. They have a pretty good scheme. Like you can see where if they just had like Daniel Jones, if they just had having, what? Well, if they had better receivers, they had playmakers. But if Daniel Imagine if they Jones, had Geno Smith, Griff, if they'd been able to have a talent like Geno on their team ever in history, truly. Truly, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's too bad the Giants have never had that in their grasp before. Mm. Um, they uh, so, but like, you know, name it like m- play like mesh off of play action with like dagger attached to it. Like that, that's that's just like that's nasty. Like, and and they're just faking sale. Like, like, like. Um, it doesn't look like a uh, a flood combination, and then it suddenly turns into one. Like, uh, yeah. if, if I just like and and mixing the distribution, like to try and break middle field open. Like, you have the one receiver run as though he's running across the field, then he breaks out on the intermediate out. You have the two receiver run the the deep uh, the deep route, and then you have the backside receiver run like over the ball as well. Like, yeah, <laughs> fiddling around with who runs the routes, like really trying to mess with seattle's matching rules like it's it's all it's all smart stuff like the coaching staff is doing everything they should be doing with what they have at their disposal right yes yeah and seattle just engulfed it like they enveloped everything like they were doing with like perfect tempo and timing like uh it was like they were ahead of the play and i mean what, what do you even say at that point like they're just jordan brooks is in the right spot kobe bryant well he's in the right spot Cody Barton, Ryan Neal in the right spot. Tariq Woolen, when he's playing a cloud, is like tempoing his steps perfectly, falling off, falling off of uh, say a number one, like a cloud carry in the cover two. So he's the flat defender. He'll he'll reroute number one and then just fall gracefully into the outcut of number two. And then, you know, Jordan Brooks will cap his will, will tailor the depth of his drop till he no longer has an inbreaking threat. When he's posting number three, he's always like perfect, like perfect to reroute that route, to kill that route, to help the backside quarter safety, you know, pair up with it. And then, you know, then he can go play the check down. It's just like, wow, these guys are, these guys are perfect. And that's what they were last year. Last year, 
they did not give up any deep completions and they rarely gave up intermediate targets um you know in the second half of last year yeah roughly and it's 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 another case of it um so yeah like like this picture that was the one here yeah go ahead say what say what you're gonna say well i don't want to repeat myself too much but this was taught you spoke about woolen being able to fall off like this here, Willen is on was on the cover four side of the play, and they they switched up who was running this like the the deep out route and motioned into it. So they're really trying to mess with Willen, but yeah. he had the awareness to process the the two receivers on his side, process which of them was going deeper, understand that okay, Quandre Diggs in his deep quarter is going to be able to pick up one of them, and then he managed to fall off to the shallower outbreaking route. Meanwhile, on the other side, to the cover two side, Cody Barton sunk brilliantly underneath uh, the, the threat on his side. And and yeah. you have uh, uh, the quarter flat player on the, on the cover four side, the outside linebacker, Boye Mafe, he's ready for like the check down route on that side. So they're just like blanketing stuff. Like when Jones's back foot hits, everything is looking real cloudy to the longer developing cover four side. And then on the back side, the cover two is is blanketed it up. And like this is stuff that translates against any offense, um, any under center play action game, any play action game in general. Um, yeah. So really impressive. Now, what they did have a bit of issues with is the problem with running bare fronts ultimately, which is that eventually you're going to have to have an outside linebacker the edge defender, your Nwosu, your Mafes, your Daryl Taylors, they have the drop. Now, that's fine, and Seattle's been doing it in clever ways, but what the Giants did was a, a clever thing of uh, like a post-wheel kind of deal, Griff, and that did require some adjustments from Seattle. Yeah, I mean, whether it was cover three or half-quarter, quarter, I mean, the only thing... The only advantage they had was was speed from their number two receiver on the speed of Seattle's outside linebacker. Now, I think they only got a clean look one time where it was Maffei and Jones overthrew it. Otherwise, it might have been a touchdown. Excuse me. Um, otherwise, like he had a couple of other targets, but they were really tightly covered. Nwosu on Barkley and stuff. Um, the Giants did this clever thing, and Carl Scott actually was mic'd up on the sideline, and they caught him saying it, how they're lining up one of their receivers at the tight end position, like literally, like why off or why attach stuff, and they're having him run a wheel. I think that's him right now. Yes, running this the wheel. Is, yeah. Yes. And it was it's just to manipulate Seattle formationally so that they can get this look, but it didn't it didn't work out for them. But then he said to the corners, and I think this is what you're getting at, Maddie, with the adjustment, he said told the corners to zone it, as in zone off. So right here it's cover three. We see Mike Jackson. He he his number one is eighty six running that that under under route right now, who's underneath Cody Barton. He's squeezing that because he's playing aggressive tight coverage. So yeah. then later on they adjusted with Mike Jack or, or Tariq Wollin no longer following um, and and having them just zone off and play their third to kind of alleviate the stress on that outside linebacker. Yeah, which is what Seattle used to do with when against certain splits with Pete Carroll. Like, it's the, it's the standard cover three answer. Because what I didn't realize about this Maffei play, and you, you'll all remember it because I think in the game, Mark Sanchez was like, oh, look at this. This was open. Daniel Jones missed it. Um 
where is it? I, but I didn't realize this was drop eight cover three as well. Yeah, uh, <laughs> which is but, another thing to talk about, though. It is. We'll we'll get to that. But uh, the, to be fair, like they they tried the wheel route a few more times, and Nwosu was much better at covering it than Maffei. Like Maffei had a kind of up and down kind of he's still uh, working things out kind of game. Yeah. Um, and I, I should have said about Woolen, he he was a. a defensive rookie of the month for the nfc so and he didn't really get thrown at this game uh, he didn't have much to do there was a free key um completion that he allowed that looked like it was going to be a pick uh, yeah. other than that uh kind of a dull day for him but well done fully deserved award 